morning, man. What's up? It's been a minute. Uh, I know it's been a little while. We still got to get the other episodes out. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're just uh, stockpiling episodes. We like recording these, not necessarily putting them out. Uh, well, well, we'll they'll all come out at once. So if you're listening to this now, yeah. it means that we put out the previous episodes like right before this, so you can continue listening to this in kind of like an extended audiobook format. There you go. Mm-hmm. You got a plan. It sounds like. Of course, of course. Uh, Jordan came in uh, talking about shit thick liberals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he, he's paraphrasing, uh, uh, but he's not. But he's not. <laughs> uh, what's going on, man? Like I don't know what's happening. What's happening? Um, I know I woke up at like five thirty in the morning, so I'm tired. And then Jordan was giving me shit because he wakes up at like six every morning or five thirty. I don't know to to make himself fu- to make himself some like blueberry pancakes. Y- you know what's funny? I was up at like five something yesterday because I woke up at like. Mm. 5.15 and I couldn't get back to sleep so I just woke up and just carried on with my day and it was fantastic I will say that if we laid the scenarios out if I was like I woke up at 5.30 in the morning and just couldn't fall back to sleep and you were like I woke up at 5.30 in the morning and made myself some blueberry pancakes I think most people would say you were the shit that clip bro <laughs> I didn't realize blueberry pancakes have been Copted by uh, uh, co-opted, co-opted, uh, co-opted, <laughs> co-opted. <laughs> co-opted. I screwed that one up. They've been copped. Uh, I, <laughs> I didn't realize blueberry pancakes have been co-opted by the alt left, Joe. I didn't realize there you was. You want to know what? I've had some fucking really good blueberry pancakes in Vermont, man. So that oh, just yeah. tells you they were co-opted by the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not like, <laughs> not like, like farmer Vermont. Like you know, uh, Vermont. Oh, hipster where, Vermont. Hipster Vermont. Yeah. yeah. And they were friggin' delicious, man. I imagine, I imagine, I imagine. I'm sure the maple syrup was well, was much was far mm. superior than the one that I have in my house. It was on point, man. It's pretty yeah. good. I always bring some back. Gotta. I hear that. Uh, um. So yesterday, yesterday I did wake up somewhat early. I do make myself blueberry pancakes. I don't know why. Something to do with my girlfriend. Uh, where I was, I think I made her pancakes, and she was like, "Are you really like it when there's blueberries in them?" No, I made her like. Um, banana pancakes once mm. and she was like I really like it when there's blueberries in them so now I have this uh, inferiority complex where I'm like must make blueberry pancakes <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's like also like you know the thing is with, with pancakes is that there's all these other elements you buy to uh, uh, buy for it as well right you need milk and you also need eggs and like if you don't drink your milk at a certain rate you know it goes bad yeah, <laughs> so after a while, in the summer yeah especially in the summer so after a while you're like shit yo I just gotta use this milk what can I use what can I use? What can I make with milk? Yep. And it ends up being pancakes. So yeah. Um, oh, you make your, your pancakes with milk? Are you a Are you a Aunt Jemima man or are you a my girlfriend? Like, what's the other one? I can't think of it now. What Bizquick? Bizquick. She likes Bizquick. She oh. turned me on to. I was a, totally an Aunt Jemima man myself. I don't know. I had Bizquick recently. Bizquick is good. Um, you got to do it right. Yeah. Aunt Jemima. It's funny. I like really like Aunt Jemima. Um, uh, the the batter like the mix. Mm. I don't like their syrup though that much. No, no. You know, I used to I used to um use the syrup and like uh, you know like as a kid you're like yeah if I get a syrup but now like you know oh, after yeah. you have like real maple syrup oh, and stuff, you're yeah. like I can't I can't mess with yeah this that's anymore. one of those privileges and luxuries that it's so hard to go back to right um after you've gotten so used to it I mean I'm using log cabin right now and it's like 
Log cabin's like kind of like in between. <laughs> use log yeah, it's kind of it's kind of in between. It's kind of in between. Like the flavoring is not as like as like 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 fructosey as you like. Gotta get yourself some like Trader Joe's maple syrup. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the plug. It's good. Here at ADM shift. Oh, here at ADM shift. <laughs> Go to your Atlantic <laughs> Avenue <laughs> or Decal Market, uh, Trader Joe's, and get yourself some uh, real maple syrup. It's it's the maple syrup that Jordan's parents swear by. There you go. Was that a, was that a good plug? That was, but yeah. I mean that's actually legitimate. That's kind of legitimate. Sure, my mom really, do. my parents really love Trader Joe's. They do, right? Syrup. They love Trader Joe's everything because it's like relatively affordable. That's true. Uh, I mean the the maple syrup is decently priced, man. That's what that's, yeah. that's all I use now. Although my girlfriend always looks at because like I'm one of those guys who like smothers everything in uh, syrup, and my girlfriend gives me this like death stare every time. Like, why are you using all the syrup? Do you put butter in it too? Oh yeah, man! I go okay. town. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I do my uh, pancakes slash uh, Belgian <laughs> waffles slash French toast. I do it right. I haven't had French toast in a while. Hmm. Some good shit, man. It is. I make man. some good French toast too. I'm not gonna lie. You make good French toast. You make good pasta. We gotta like battle each other one day. Oh uh, yeah, guys! If you go to Box Zero, the number zero Joe, that's my Instagram, and you'll see. Uh, I just threw up the three stages of my pasta. My, or my uh, my meat sauce, it's pretty good. Now uh, Jordan has challenged me to uh to a, what what is a meat sauce? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> stand? I don't know. I just made myself some uh, meatballs last night too. Interestingly, enough. is it good stuff? Um, this is this is not really technical. When you Fair say way. made yourself, you're not like throwing ragu or stuff in there, right? You're like making it from scratch. Did you say ragu? I'm just you know ragu. What? Why? Why you giving me? He's giving me a look. So no disrespect to the Ragu family, <laughs> uh, but that's like you know, not real. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm asking a question. No, I use uh, was it when I make sauce, right? I use canned tomatoes, canned crushed tomatoes that usually. Right. Um, I do like the you know the red pack. That one's that one's not bad. Um, although I really I do enjoy uh sclafani. Uh, yeah. like <laughs> because I I I I get it at you know. I get it at you know the local Italian uh, grocery store, um, so, like you know powered by some of the hardest uh, working Trump supporting Italian families <laughs> in <laughs> Eastern Queen, Queens. <laughs> um, um, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna name their name because I don't even know if they're actually Trump supporters. <laughs> but I definitely I feel like a lot of the guys that frequent the store probably are. Right. right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> powered by the strong, only the strongest Trump supporting hands. Right? Oh boy! Cold cuts, cut by <laughs> on, cut, cut by only the strongest Trump supporting That's hands. Right. Real um, American, real, Trump real American, hands. real American, uh, uh, gabagool. <laughs> um, so if you use scafani, and I, you know, I had a very basic mix of like basil, right. Baileys. Uh, Please tell me your sugar and salting to taste. I don't actually put sugar in mine. You got to man, the acidity. Are you using tomato paste? That's the question. I don't use paste. I just kind of use yeah. the... Give yourself a, give you a little t- t- pro tip. Put a little, like a teaspoon, maybe even a tablespoon of tomato paste. Then you sugar and salt the taste just to kill the acidity. Some good stuff, man. I'm just saying. Du- duly noted, duly noted, duly noted. Uh, I, I don't go through all these steps on my Instagram. It's literally just three photos. <laughs> but still. Duly mm, noted. Coffee. Yeah. So yeah, um, did you vote yesterday by any chance? I did. 
I I normally ask like who you vote for, but I think I know exactly. <laughs> there's probably like three. There's probably probably <laughs> without revealing who who we're uh, who we're registered with. <laughs> we're gonna keep you guys guessing. There you go. All right. Um, what was your take on the primaries, though? I heard there was very low voter turnout, but I feel like all primaries they always have low. They always don't have uh, low voter turnout. My, even my father was just like, "Why don't you just wait till November?" And I was like, "It's my patriotic duty." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't actually make that noise. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't actually say that or do that, but um, <laughs> I did vote yesterday, and that's also why I woke up kind of early. I was like, I got all these things to do. Woke up, <laughs> ate pancakes, went to go vote. You you woke up, you ate pancakes, you exercised your American rights, <laughs> then you went to work. You're making me cry right now, man. I Tearing know. up. I see a tear coming. Um. I don't know my. Well, I'll probably end up. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna re- end up sort of revealing who I'm regis- registered with based on the names that, <laughs> that uh, you're about to drop. That I'm about to not uh, drop. But um, I guess for like the, uh, I guess the local area rep or whatnot, it was a. Uh, cro- it was split between Paul Valone and uh, Paul Graziano. <laughs> right. Which is funny because they they both have Italian names and they're both named Paul. <laughs> right. Um, the thing that's most interesting, I think, during election times is um when people feel compelled to show off who their allegiances are with on their lawn. Right. Um, you know, I saw these like houses with like these, you know, you know, signs for Valone, some with Graziano. Graziano was really interesting because he had uh, you know, the the Italian flag colors on his uh on his uh oh, did he? on on his sign, yeah. It was like green white and then red, but in the middle it was like some vote, Paul, vote Paul Graziano. Some you know. wise uh, campaigning there in Queens. Probably. I mean, I I don't even know if half these people that had the signs on their lawn were actually Italian. But the thing is, like, most of the I feel like most of the voter turnout's gonna be from like that demographic. No, I'm not that you know. There are a lot of people that vote, but like. Well, they, I mean, look yeah. at the names just on the Democratic. So Valone and Graziano. Oh, no. Like. Well, I mean, it's interesting when you look at the Democratic ticket as a whole. Mm-hmm. You had. Even on the the mayoral side, right. De Blasio, you right. know, and he's you know, he's not even full Italian. He's what like half Italian. And what's his real last name? Before he changed, I think it? it's like Williams or something. Yeah, I think it's he, something like it's it's something. It's, it's Williams, very, but it's, I thought it's, it was with an H. I can't remember. It was, it's very American, I think. Yeah. Um, I think he changed it in honor to honor like his his mother's no, side. He changed it. For political reasons. Probably for political reasons, but also like quote unquote. Like, to I'm honor gonna be in mayor in New York. York. What should my last, last name be? be? <laughs> it's like to honor his quote unquote to honor his mother's side. But okay. I mean, I think he was raised Catholic too, which may have something to do with it. Right. But I mean, he also went down to Nicaragua to support the uh, I guess whatever um, like leftist efforts were in the 80s or whatnot. Mm. So he's probably a communist too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Billy Blaze. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Right. Even though half my family thinks you're a criminal, just joking, <laughs> just jo- see, joking again. Um, and there's also a. Si- deep, uh, no, I don't mean to cut you off. No, no. What you say, say? Do you think he's actually gonna win? I'll get to that in a second. Here we go. All right. <laughs> um, there's also Sal Albanese, um, from the Albanese crime family. Um, oh, Albanese <laughs> crime family. There's also Robert Gan. Uh, Gan-, Gan- is it Ganji or Gangi? I don't know. Gangi. You have you have fucking Neapolitan. You're half Neapolitan, right? Yeah, man. So you you tell me. I don't know this shit. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised here, man. All right. 
Well, uh, Ganji, I know him because he, uh, she just you should just change his last name to Ganja, by the way, because that that would appeal to more uh, Bernie Bros. <laughs> he sends a lot of emails <laughs> to my inbox, because I don't even know how, how I, I don't know how I got on his email list. It ends up in my junk folder half the time, right? Um, and he has all these like subject lines that are like, you know, impeach Bill De Blasio, De Blasio must go, and I'm like. Uh, I don't know if I'm really convinced that you're any better. <laughs> you seem like you have a, a, a chip on your shoulder. I respect that. You know, I don't. He almost strikes strikes me as like a um like a, a Frank Serpico era <laughs> level, level like a uh, Italian American. You know what I mean? Right. Like that type of like you know like it's all for the greater good. I got a clean house. <laughs> um, and then like I said, uh, the other names that stood out to me were Graziano and Valone. I like Valone. He's been a staple in the East Queens community for a long time. Just that his name rhymes with Provolone. Um, <laughs> Is that why you like? Yeah, him? I don't know. I don't know if there's like something that's like like every time I go to the the, the Trump supporting Italian deli, if I'm <laughs> like like oh, I need to get some, I gotta get a sandwich or some prosciutto and some fresh mus. So I get it with some Provolone. <laughs> and then as I'm I'm voting, I'm like Provolone, Valone. But the thing with Graziano is that um, well, this is a side note, but there's a pizzeria down the block from my house called uh, Graziella's. Mm. So I don't know. I, I just I guess I associate both these guys with food or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that thought. I'm just saying I just associate these guys with food. Like so, De Blasio. I mean, what do you think? What, what's gonna happen? So I think he will get reelected. Right. So do I. But he needs to really make a splash and really, like, stop being the nice guy. You know? Like, I almost wish you would be, like... He definitely plays with the nice guy card. Like, just a nice guy. <laughs> just a nice you know, guy. Help everybody. You know? I'm um, very PC. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like... he, I, And I, I genuinely believe he is a nice guy, but I also think he's, like, kind of, like... You know, people tend to be very critical of Democratic mayors in particular. Um, there's, like, few exceptions. Uh, and there's also ones that are, like, kind of in the gray area. Like, you know, Mayor Bloomberg was a rhino. He's a Republican in name only. And mm-hmm. he ended up leaving that. He, yeah, he like, ended up being an independent. And he ended up being an independent. So he, um, you know, he was too conservative for Democrats and, you know, too liberal for for, for um, Republicans. Republic. Um, so where he stood was a little bit more interesting and more intriguing. Um, you know, there was, there's critiques that I have had of his administration, but I think generally speaking, um, the model of what he was trying to implement, um, in a place like New York was conducive to what would have really been good for him on a more national scale. So like in New York, it's, it's easier for his policies to move along based on what he was trying to do. Um, however, like those policies would probably even a little bit more beneficial in a place like say like Detroit, right. you know? Um, but that's good. But once again, like Detroit's one of those places where um, democratic leadership didn't really, um, it didn't really, it wasn't as effective as it needed to be. Um, Chicago too, like even though I think Rahm Emanuel's heart is in the right place, mm. um, there's a lot of critique about what's happened in Chicago in the last like few years. Um, not all, not all of it is his fault. You know, yeah, no, it's um, just you know, you know that uh, stuff's been building up over, over time. time. Exactly. Um, then there's other cities like Philadelphia and Atlanta, which have Democratic leadership, but they're actually pretty 
you know, like they're they're pretty tight knit, and I don't think they get, they don't they the slack that they catch is not nearly as much as say like a De Blasio in mm-hmm. my opinion. But the thing with De Blasio is that he's, he's inherited a good city, so he's really in line with a lot of those places like Philadelphia, Atlanta, even um in some in New Orleans too, which is also like a very robust tourism industry as well. Um, so I think some of the stuff that's thrown his way is a little unfair. Um, but once again, it's like you know you got to remember like when it comes to the culture wars or or and even like when we discuss like old new york values right. like you know he's not perceived as like like um like a forgive me for saying this a democrat with balls right like that's and that's kind of what you need to be in this particular political right, climate right. right you need to be like i would even surmise that if he were a democrat and you had in you know cert, like you know you, you even, yeah i often use navy seals as an extreme example but if you even if you had served in something like in a more um civil service role like whether you were nypd or like on a first response level right you can captivate people's attention based on that alone because people are always gonna be skeptical of democratic leadership you know mm-hmm. i often say that i feel like hillary hillary clinton who released a book recently and has <laughs> been going around on podcasts discussing it um if she had been an army veteran if she had been like a nurse or if she had been a first responder if she right. had been like a firefighter which i can't imagine her being a firefighter <laughs> <laughs> right um your whole perception of her would be different right you know and that's how i kind of feel with like de blasio well then like, she wouldn't be an insider anymore. right well i mean you can be. she would be but she would at least have would have had that like well you wouldn't be questioning would. her emails right exactly, like right, you know right. what i mean like you wouldn't be questioning her emails right and that's how i feel about de blasio just a little bit where it was like um Yo, the, the activism stuff you did appeals to the activists. We get, we get, we get that, you know. But, you know, this is still, this is New York. You know, what I mean, like there's a, there's like a, a burgeoning, um, incoming class, and then there's also an older like class that's you know, been pushed out to like you know more east and more south right. and different parts of New York who perceive things a certain way. And even in some of those more conservative leaning neighborhoods, there are people that are you know more democratic, more democratic, but. You know, they have a perception of what it means to be a Democrat. Like, you know, we talk about this with our parents all the time. We're like, you know, the um, 1960s era Democrat is still markedly different than like a Bernie bro, you know. So I think like those things are in technically um, de Blasio's favor. His his the only thing I could say is if there's like a like a black swan event that happens. Right. Like 9-11 was an example where, you know, Bloomberg was actually behind in the polls. If you remember this, right. Right, 9-11 happens, you know. Giuliani gives him the endorsement, I think, afterwards, and then mm-hmm. Bloomberg will go on to win the election. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, I thought... He was behind in the polls, Bloomberg. But I thought that Bloomberg was already in by 9-11. Why am I... 9-11 was in September. Yeah. That would have made the election in November. Yeah, you're right. You're you know, right. so... Yeah, no, not, I remember now, because, like... It was after the election. I remember Giuliani was like hanging around for a bit, and and there was one point where like Bloomberg had to be like, "All right, man, thank you for your service." You know, like because like nine eleven happened, so like Giuliani was like lingering a little longer than he needed to after the election, and then at one point Bloomberg had to be like, "All right, man, peace." Like you know, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's right. We, we could probably there. devote a whole episode to to Rudy Giuliani. Mm. Not all of it is bad. But we could we could <laughs> devote a whole episode to Julian. Julia. Um, but yeah, I think um, if that happens, then we don't know what to, what to expect. Right. Um, the difference though is that like Giuliani wasn't up for re-election in two thousand and one, whereas right. like De Blasio is up for re-election, right? Right. Um, I think the test of what 
uh, de Blasio has had to um, kind of like overcome, not just in terms of criticism, is also um, in reviewing how how they um, react to some of the Trump administration's recent, you know, policies or whatnot. Right. Which, to be fair, as much as um, you know, as much as some of that old New York class does support Donald Trump. You know, there is. There, I think some of the more pra- uh, pragmatic thinkers uh, in that particular realm understand that De Blasio actually has his heart in the right in the right place. Yeah, no, the, the, mean, the issue is really him and the real estate developers. I think that's like the core issue right. I think, for a lot of people. I think you know. most people have actually <clears throat> uh, backed him when he's sort of spoken out against Trump or some yeah. of Trump's policies. Yeah. I guess um, the only thing that's kind of. <laughs> Got him in some hot water lately. Is him saying he'd be willing to move the uh, Columbus statue, right? <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> which is like idiotic, but not but not for him for like giving him shit for that. Well, I mean, it's like he didn't even say he was gonna do it. He was just like, uh, you know, I consider it. Well, there's also the belief that he he he's he's anti-cop, and I'm like. Of course, he's not into uh, the, the reason. Why, the reason. The thing with De Blasio is that the reason why he gets spun out, uh, like spun out to be this way or or portrayed this way, is that in the first few years of his administration, mm-hmm. whenever some something incidental would happen, he would react to it by saying like, "What I would consider the wrong things," you know. Yeah, no, he like Cuomo. Had some rock, he had a rocky like, start. Yeah, he has a rocky. He had a rocky start. Cuomo, funny enough, right? I feel like he the things he says or does in New York are actually a little better perceived. Oh, yeah. But in the state though, when you especially go to those real red districts, right. they hate Cuomo. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? They don't care that this guy just got us like, you know, free free tuition at <laughs> at, right, at state right. state institutions. They don't care. They right. they want him to like they, they want, want him out. Yeah. They want him out. They want him to expel Muslims and they think he's like uh you know, as you just said, a shit dick liberal. <laughs> <laughs> like like um but he like in the in in the, in the city though the only shit that people give Cuomo is in regards to the MTA. That's right. that, and but they give De Blasio the same shit. And yeah, he gets it. Like um, that. but yeah, I think some of the stuff is like hedged his way is a little unfair. I, you know, I I understand what De Blasio's vision of is a city, although I just think it's um. Yeah, I think a lot of people have I've gotten forgotten in the process and. You know the the issue is that we can complain about De Blasio. You can say what you want, but like, who who's the, who's the better option? You know, um, I often I often talk I often talk to Chuck High about Nicole Malliotakis, and it's you know she's Trump supporter. She's like the only Republican mayoral candidate, so right. she ran uncontested. Mm-hmm. Um, she was still out there doing fundraisers. Yesterday. Yeah, you know, interesting. She's an interesting person. I admit she's an interesting person. Um, even her background, I think, is appealing to some of the, like that older demographic too. You know, half Greek, half Greek, half Cuban mm-hmm. from Staten Island. So, Joe, maybe you should make her an honorary Italian. <laughs> but um, you know, she talks <clears throat> the talk. She has the voice too. That that that, you know, we have to do more for working class citizens. More class citizens. Like she does the. She has the voice too Man. that appeals to people. It's the. <laughs> um, you know, but. It's whether or not people are willing to believe her. Like, I think de Blasio didn't, like, real estate developer, backdoor deals aside, he did a great job putting James O'Neill as commissioner of the NYPD. And, right. you know, I read some of the stuff that James O'Neill says. I've watched some of his speeches. I think he's a fantastic commissioner. Mm. Um, even after 
you know, you know, when when the graduating class of the NYPD, you know, when when the cla- when the graduation graduation took place, he, you know, he made sure to highlight that you know these are diverse young men and women from all backgrounds, right? right. And kind of essentially bring, highlighting this to, to to you know Donald Trump's Twitter account um, <laughs> that you know these are people from immigrant backgrounds from all over the world that you know come here looking to to serve their communities so right. you know we shouldn't paint them with a broad stroke um my thing i think with nicole myotakis is that in endorsing that type of rhetoric or getting behind it for the sake of you know party lines you know you're you're going you're no you're 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 feeding into that right. you know you know we we had that conversation once about you know like how why people from like we'll never understand why people from like old New York have this perception that immigrants from like the 1930s are like comparable to like immigrants from like <laughs> the 2000s. Like it's not even like a good. It's not even close. It's not even close, yeah. right? Um, so I don't know. Like, will she make a splash? Like, I think you know. Like I said, she says all the right things. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying this. Um, I'm, and I'm and I'm in s- support of her. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm just yeah. saying that like if I were if I'm picking the shoes of if I were like, you know, a conservative version of like my mom. <laughs> or dead how would i re- how would i react to it you know what i mean because you know, some of the rhetoric she has is like not a far cry from what uh paul provolone i mean paul valone says <laughs> on occasion i'm for working class families we're gonna we gotta stop these things and right. blah, blah, blah. like the only thing paul valone doesn't do is shit on de blasio like nicole nicole malataki shits on de blasio right you know um you know and she's explained her side i think in like wnyc interviews or um city city limit news interviews where she explains that you know she has you know made partisan compromises right um wh- which is which is good because at least you know she's not completely like batshit nuts you know right, <laughs> like, right, right. Uh, w- w- whereas like some of um, the other members of albany might actually be batshit nuts um but i do think you know like it's it's a you know like i said it's a black swan event that i think could possibly happen you know what i mean right. um you know if like something like charlottesville even happened in new york you can be rest assured that you know people's perceptions would change, or if, or I mean, even honestly, you know, you know, God forbid, but if something were to happen to another um, police officer, perceptions might change, you right. know, because um, even even a guy like James O'Neill, like I watched his speech, um, part of the speech, uh, at the you know the funeral of the other of um, Mia Sotis, uh, the police officer that was killed in the line of duty a few months ago, and there's a section of it where he says like you know he kind of is criticizing he's he's somewhat critical of of um of people that protest that without like a that are just protesting for the sake of protest right, right? and he says something like you know you try raising you try being a, a single mother raising three kids right and he's right Yo, like, say what you want. Like, I, I, you know, he, he's, he's not a guy that advocates for police brutality. He's not saying that no one should exercise their First Amendment rights. But at the end of the day, the job that this woman was doing was a very difficult job, right. and this is what comes with that territory to protect you, you, you know, the protester. So basically, if you want to stand up for what's right, you know, I mean, you got to stand up for officers like that, and right. I stand up for officers like that. You stand up for officers like that, you know. Um, you know, but the, the, my, my, my issue is, is that, you know, these things will be used politically and we shouldn't be using 
the death of police officers politically. Like, you know, they, uh, they always do. They always do. And it's like the, the sad part about it, you know. And, you know, the, the summer is winding down. So I think, um, you know, where things things will, you know, I don't think things are going to be as crazy as, as the summertime. But like I said, like, I don't, I don't really anticipate another black swan event but that's the nature right. of black swan events is they always happen they just, yeah, pop like, up. Ha- you know so that's my take on it you know not to shit on any candidates <laughs> um not that i not that i not that i think i'm a better be a better mayor you right. know you should run for mayor man <laughs> should we put it out here on the podcast mm, i don't know four years from now i, I need to do <laughs> I, I always say like if, if i were to run for any political position a i'd have to like, like comptroller or something like that. <laughs> I'm coming for you, uh, Scott Stringer. No, um, I love that you know it. Uh, no, I, number one, like I gotta kind of review my my record a little bit. Oh boy, what do you mean? I, I mean, I have a, I have a certificate of conduct from the NYPD, so I think, like generally speaking, I have a pretty like de- I have a decent record. <laughs> um, but no, it's also like I gotta think about what people will say, what people will bring up to my attention. You know, people always want to question your character. You yeah, thinking <laughs> what can they dig up? From my background. Well, I mean, there there's things I'll, I'll talk to you about even off the record, but maybe, <laughs> no, no, I'll actually talk about it once on the podcast, like at some point. But right. just, just not right now because it's kind of like a little it, you go off on a meandering. <laughs> right, right, it's right. actually one of those like it's actually the type of funny thing where you have to like frame it a certain right, way. Right, but, right. Um, yeah, no, like there's things that in the past I feel like that would be brought back to my attention, and f- quite frankly, I feel like for me to like even serve in politics, I'd have to do something. That I've, I, you know, I'd want to contribute to the city, whether it's in right. the, whether it's like as a police officer or as like a like a volunteer EMT or something mm. like that. I don't think I could actually like successfully run for politics without having that in mind. Um, I'm good at working with people, right. you know what I mean. But I feel like the true test of that is in crisis situations. Can I react to a situation from people of different backgrounds when when need be at the drop of a dime? Mm. You know what I mean. Um, you know, like I feel like uh, people that study sociology oftentimes go into like police work, you know, but it requires you to kind of be cerebral and have a good understanding of history. Right. You know, I think people that are oftentimes politicians are, especially politicians that work too much in corporate environments and transition into it. Um, it's good that they have those relationships on the money side, but I think as far as like being realistic, as far as like knowing people, like they usually suffer from right. that. You know what I mean? Um that's just my take on it, you know. So I don't think I could successfully run for mayor now. <laughs> but, you know, if I, you know, join the Coast Guard, maybe afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> you got to, like, get that in your background first. Yeah, I know, right? right? Well, no, I mean, also, like, one thing I've often wanted to do is if I were a politician, I'd want to be a hands-on politician. So, you so know. So you like, mean, like, working for a certain media center? In Brooklyn, wouldn't <laughs> be a good. <laughs> I didn't say I want to be a propagandist. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, um, no, I meant like if I were mayor, like I'd still want to be, like I want a have like the background of like a police officer or like have the understanding of how a police officer officer thinks. So when I send deploy people for certain things, like I know what's going on in their minds. Right. You know, like I don't think I could successfully be a mayor or a good council member if I didn't have like that thought process that in my mind. Yeah. You know, so. That's why I don't touch politics right now. And plus, you know, they're all fucking criminals anyways. Um, but he's not saying never. <laughs> <laughs> but Jordan, by saying that, are you insinuating that you yourself are a criminal? <laughs> we'll answer that on another episode. On another podcast. What uh, did you hear about? I, I had heard in passing that uh, 
Ted Cruz, like somebody, like he accidentally liked some like porn thing on. on I didn't read Facebook too much about it. Like um, I didn't read too much about it. Um, I was hoping you knew, man. I was. Like, I, I didn't. I know. I heard about. I heard about. I heard about. About. I read the headline. I didn't read the actual. Because it's one thing if he was like. To be fair, what's stupid is that. Because everyone has like accidentally liked something on Facebook or put something up there by accident, right? It's stupid because, um, first of all, if if that is the case, I'll give Ted Cruz the benefit of the doubt like this one time, right? <laughs> just this, this one, one time, time, right? But B, because you know you gotta think like he's just trying to under- like suppose he's just trying to understand Facebook or Twitter, like you can't really fault him for that. The like, thing <laughs> is, is you know that Facebook like pops up things like all those ads that pop up or like come from like things you've been like searching online and looking online so well here's the chance for ted cruz i'm not knocking a guy like he was looking at some point like who cares well (laughs) i mean mean, no but the thing is like ted cruz here's the thing you want to be a game changer you want to get elected stop being a fucking dipshit right (laughs) and just fucking embrace it right Right. yo don't you get it like here's the thing that fucking kills me is that like the gloves came off in 2016 right people embrace the dark side all right (laughs) like chuck i says all the time like if you think about it chris christie's the more decorated politician than donald trump right? right but they wanted the same rhetoric that that coastal New that coastal, you know that coastal Republican that right. that talks about the 1950s era New York World's Fair level of stuff. Right, you know right. what I mean? Um, and that's what Chris Christie really is, right? But his rhetoric was really shitty because he's still like a technocrat at the end of the day, right? right. And we have Donald like Donald Donny J, who <laughs> manages to essentially take the same the same stance but better rhetoric, really impassioned people to think about and convinces them that yo he's the better candidate, right? right? right. And that's why I look at like Ted Cruz is that yo dude like you are well you're perceived as like a as a cornball a cornball a, a, you're you're also technically from Canada too so <laughs> you know you, if you want to talk about building the wall bro like think look at yourself first all right Sec- and, and no it's like why did I click on that porno yeah I mean dude just say like <laughs> yo like just for once I'd rather especially a Republican candidate just say yeah I watch porn like w- what's so hard about that <laughs> like I watch porn. Because isn't he supposed to be like super like Christian and like? Whatever? Listen, here's the thing. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you something that's written on Christians the side watch porn. <laughs> yeah, that should be a great like subcategory, right? right, right that should right. be here. Come, come here, come here. Now I gotta I gotta follow Jordan here with our setup. Is he decided to walk right. and move this podcast somewhere else? Wait, okay, what does this say? What is this quote of the day right here? You chose this life. <laughs> <laughs> So this is my thing with Ted Cruz, right? Like, guy, is that what, if that's what you like, just say it. <laughs> you know, God forgives, right? <laughs> God forgives. You know, God, God, God for, forgives, God, but, but uh, fundamentalist, don't, don't, fundamentalist, like, fundamentalist, <laughs> fundamental, fundamentalist millionaires don't, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, but you know, like that's why I say, like, yo, in the era of like the the un. You know the the unbridled politician, like right. dude, like what are you hiding from? You lost already. He should have thrown like one of his kids under the bus or something like that. Just like, well, well, I think it's very least like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I looked at I was on I was on Pornhub or you know like <laughs> what are you hiding from at this point? Or I thought, but, I thought you were about to go into another sponsorship there, man. <laughs> here at the Eddie M show. No, I mean like, or if you want to spin it, be like, well, I was getting going. I, they're one of my funders. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, mean? like, you know, I just wanted to look into their background. That's it. You know, it's not my fault that you chose to be like a politician in one of the most conservative states in the union. So, <laughs> you know, think on that. You it's know, because you know, trust if Chris Christie. 
Chris Christie would not come under the same fire. <laughs> like, oh hell no! No hell no! People would have been like, "Of course he's looking yeah. for it. You know, <laughs> it's all these sanitation guys. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I, I like to pitch too. Yeah, I want to see what he was watching. Yeah, right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you, Paulie Walnuts. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's my take on textures. Like, I, it's like I don't, I don't. Is he a horrible person? Probably, but he's not a horrible person for like liking a porn star. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like that. You know, um, but yeah. That was my take on it. There you go. No, I just I didn't know much about it. I just kind of heard it in passing. I was like, if anybody knows, Jordan probably heard about this. So. But you uh, know what's funny? I'm not as I was much... like, I don't care. I heard it. I was like, all right, the guy was looking at some porn. Like, well, you know, I just thought it was funny because you know he has, you know, he's he he puts up a front. So. I think that's why people didn't like him though too. It was of like, course, he was like the fakest guy out there, man. It was like, come on. Even his face was he guy. really I mean, though? Was he really though? Was he? Who was more honest? Who's on the honest spectrum? I know, the honor spectrum of the Republican that's Party. True. Well, I said fake, not on. I mean, I guess that's you know. You know, it's funny because I feel like the guy that was like more the most like speaking of the heart was actually probably like Ben Carson. Like I, I think like Ben Carson actually. Oh yeah, he he believes he believes everything he's saying. Like right. and like, um, he, which is just like astounding when you hear about hear him talk and you're like, really? Right. I mean, even like the way he kind of conveys himself a little bit is like more like the more like a Ronald Reagan, where mm-hmm. he wants like like more the pragmatist, like the very like comforting sounding voice, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I definitely don't get from like Chris Christie, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I don't know, man. Like it was like. <laughs> Ted fucking Cruz. <laughs> I love that sent you off on a tangent. Oh my man. god, it was great. Um, by the way, you went to Philadelphia recently. Right? I did, man. It was crazy. I, it was like an impromptu trip. I was just. I've done that before. Uh, especially Philly. Going to to South Jersey to uh, pick up a flat file because I'm a nut and I collect posters and. This guy was selling one for like forty bucks, They're like four hundred dollars each. So like, it was like, why? I, I have to get this. <laughs> And then I realized, like, my girlfriend was like, yeah, I'll come on a trip, like, Sunday morning. And I realized we were, like, we're, like, 30 minutes from Philly. Like, were you in, like, Trenton? Or no? no, we were in, I think it was, like, Haynesport or something, like, Haynes something. Okay. And it was, um, <clears throat> we're, like, 30 minutes from Philly, so we were like, why not? So yeah. we went and got some cheesesteaks and, like, yeah. went to the um, Independence Hall. It was cool, man. Cool. And then we went through, like, the Italian, what's the Italian neighborhood there, like? It's really cool, like really narrow streets. Yeah, it's like a third street or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. We were like driving through it. It was cool. Yeah. Although we were like, Thai neighborhood's got a lot of Mexican stores in it. Too, oh yeah, the front. The I first, have no problem with. Yeah, like it, the right. it's like the it's like the market like the <clears> first um, the first two three blocks are mostly right. that. There's also like um. I mean, but like here, like you know, Little Italy has a lot of like you know Chinese places because it's right it's right, like right. in uh, surrounded right. by Chinatown. So right. It's like, well, there's also and there's also like a lot of Vietnamese places around like the same strip. If you go around, if you keep driving around it, or driving down. You talking block. about uh in Philly? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We just we kind of did that strip, and then we went like to downtown towards like Independence Hall. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Um. So, I've gone back to like South Philly since I was like every every few years mm-hmm. since I was like probably like fourteen. No. Right. Yeah. So, that area around Gino's. Has changed a lot too. It's, it's like uh, Geno's is like. Uh, Try to make it like Greenpoint. I was just gonna say, say it's like, like Greenpoint, or something like that. Um, there's like that new bar that has like um, uh, it's got like a fresh tarp or whatnot on like the and the fr- like. There's like it's kind of like a right. it's outdoor beer hall type of environment, right. and I was like, okay, I see what they're going for here. Although I will say before not to cut you off, but uh, I'm more of a Pats man. I like Pats better. 
than Gino. You're not a patriot, Joe. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, you I sent me uh Jordan sent me on my Instagram picture uh, a picture of the wall with like on your Facebook, these. by the way. Oh um, my, was it on your Facebook? <laughs> no, that was it. No, it was your Facebook. Yeah, that was Facebook. That's right. Uh, a picture of the wall with like all these like police badges. Oh, how did your girlfriend react to that? <laughs> I don't. I don't even think she even noticed it, man. She was like in <laughs> full on like cheesesteak mode. So we were like, it's it's funny because everyone says like the best like um cheesesteak as far as like the, like the place that everyone universally tends to like is Ishkabibbles and like uh on on South Street, right? Um, the thing with the Pats and Geno's thing is that it's like historically it's like a well known like rivalry, right? Um. I remember my first time being at Gino's. Like, I didn't really make sense of a lot of stuff. I I had read a little bit about um, you know, Philly's like law enforcement hi- history, Mumia right. Jabbar. Um, and I saw this huge sign that said that they were anti Mumia uh, on on at Gino's. Um, so it kind of gave me an idea of like where they stood. <laughs> right, where these things. Um, every year whenever I've gone back to Gino's, I always read it a little bit more, and I always, I took more paid paid closer attention to all those uh police department badges and come to find out Gino's was started by a former police officer <laughs> of course you know but here's the thing is that you know it's like the all American it's like total all American like oh, yeah. you know what I mean the, even Gino's also has like a hot rod spot next to it I don't know if you've uh, noticed across it across the street yeah, yeah so yeah. they got these great like so. um so if anyone knows about custom culture right it's like a variety it's like a variation of like how we like you know like 1950s Americana so it's mm-hmm. like when you when you envision like the guy and like the hot rod with like the flames on the side of like you know custom f- like um custom painted flames <laughs> on the side right, of the right, car right. that's custom culture so mm-hmm. like everything in like that showroom is like harkens back to that. like you the know, whole place though like it's got yeah. like the firelight the firelight like, in the know, front custom harleys you know what I, mean? <laughs> I mean not just I I I I happen to like Pat's actual cheesesteak better but Lib- you're a liberal i know <laughs> Shit, <they're> liberal. Uh, <laughs> but pat's the decor was it was i liked it better it was simpler you know what i'm saying like gino's has got like this whole like you said like this whole custom thing going that was a little, yeah. was a little too much man. i mean they got like every uh police not, department badge on the planet right, right. on there um but that being said i'm not gonna knock gino's like it was really good too I, I I must confess that I also I got Gino's with the provolone. I got Pat's with you the cheese whiz. You whiz. got the Gino's with the provolone. With the provolone, with provolone, with the provolone. With provolone, with and, provolone. Uh, I had Pat's with uh, the cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is better, man. I'm, I'm sorry. It's you know with at least a lot with of, the cheese. A thing. lot of people it's like better. think the cheese the cheese whiz is yeah. better. Side note, side note. If you're not into cheesesteaks when you're in Philly, I highly recommend going to the uh, the the uh, Reading. No, 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 um, no, is it the Reading Terminal? Mm-hmm. It's like that little food, it's that food market in. Oh, my brother's been there. Yeah. I have actually, I've yeah. never been there. My brother's been there. There's this place called the Knicks, right? Mm. They're known for, um, they're known for pulled pork. Ooh. And it's like, yo, and it is like the one of the best sandwiches you'll ever eat. That sounds pulled, good. Pulled pork, um, because I've gone to like Smorgasbord, right? And right. I've been online for like, you know, the pulled pork sandwiches or whatnot, and like, I remember saying, like, I wonder if it's, it's as good as the Knicks. And this guy turns to me, he's like, you know about the Knicks? That's the last thing I was expecting to hear over <laughs> here. And I'm like, nah, nah, I know pulled pork. They do this great pulled pork that has, like, you know, like, these like, kind of, like, spicy peppers in it. Right. And you get the pavolone, pavolone <laughs> um, that you can request. Like, fresh, fresh pavolone. Right, right? Yeah. Fresh pavolone. Uh, fresh, fresh pavolone. Like right? Pavolone's going to lo- love the fact that I gave all this guy this fucking advertising. <laughs> but you know what? I, I got to give him credit because his people kept calling me up on my cell phone <laughs> asking if I'd vote for him. An email blast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Note to, to Robert Ganji. Right? <laughs> um, 
So we like it's honestly one of the best sandwiches you ever eat. So if you're in Philly and you don't want to do a cheesesteak because mm-hmm. the options are too confusing, highly recommend going to uh, the Knicks in uh, the, the terminal. I'm going to do that next time. So my brother went there. He was like working the Philadelphia Comic Con a few years ago and he had uh, <laughs> many jobs of the rank. Yeah, hey, there you go. He was like he was doing sound or something. I don't know. And uh, he uh, he went there and he was like telling me, well, he went to the food hall and he was telling me it was crazy. But just to another endorsement here, Hometown Barbecue in Red Hook, Brooklyn, has some great pulled pork. I'm just saying. Duly noted. But, Duly noted. but the best sandwich they have there is the lamb belly sandwich. Mm. If you have that, I'm going to tell you, it's going to bring a tear to your eye. It's amazing. So there you go. Come on down to Red Hook, Brooklyn. <laughs> Hometown Barbecue. Yeah, I'm just, you know, we're ready for endorsements. I know, right? When so, you finish shopping at Ikea, make sure. <laughs> go over to hometown bar. <laughs> the one thing is, is if you go in there, dude, because the lines are always crazy, right, which man. is a good sign. But you are gonna come out smelling like you were at a barbecue all day, okay. like smoke and everything on you. But it's delicious. Um, yeah, man, I didn't go. Yeah, uh, we tried to go to. Uh, it's like this old tavern. It's called like old tavern. I don't know. It's like it's an old tavern called old tavern. Yeah, I, think so. <laughs> I don't know. Ye old tavern. Ye old tavern. <laughs> <laughs> we went there and like they had like people dressed up in like costumes, like that. Like the whole wait staff is like, you know, like there's like wenches and shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like it's a Game of Thrones inspired yeah, bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think I want to do this right now. <laughs> we drove home. Uh, you know what's funny? I was just thought it just came to mind. Like, can you imagine going to a bar like that? But like now they have like, with a bunch of like Celtic crosses, <laughs> right? And like you, you and your girlfriend just getting there. Like, maybe we shouldn't go in there. Just <laughs> and it's like that's what I hate about neo Nazis and white supremacists that they've co opted everything. They co opted. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you guys co op Buddhist symbols and like turn that shit into. Well, that's not even neo Nazis. That was Nazis. The original Nazis, Nazis yeah. take Buddhist symbols of peace and 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 co opted and destroy the meaning of it. Yeah. Um, you take the Celtic cross, which is kind of cool to look at, and now it's a symbol of white supremacy. Right, right, right. Like, you you take this hand gesture, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, and that, now this means white supremacy right, too, right. right. right? Um, you take Pepe the Frog, destroy <laughs> that. Like, yo, what is like, what 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 can we have that you? Fucking horrible people. Uh, but it's funny because like they're the ones who like talk about like you're stealing our culture, and they fucking steal everyone else's culture and turn it into something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, everyone just took things and like jacked them and turned them into meanings that they had no business doing. Yeah. Can't have any, can't have anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah. Anyway. Anyhow. Um. But yeah. But but Gino's though. <laughs> <laughs> He's going back to Gino's. Gino's not. Go. Um. Gino's is like I don't know. It's like. Cause yo, know, you know when Trump went to Philly, he actually went to Gino's, right? Of course. And like I don't know, I was around that time that. I knew, like, yo, Trump knows his audience. He knows it so well, Yeah, you know? He was like, you know, Trump, are you a Pat or Gino's man? man. <laughs> you know I'm Gino's. <laughs> Gino's all the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> he takes a picture next <laughs> to the wall with the you know, <laughs> police right, right. bed. Right, you know? But, I mean, it's just, I mean, like I said, it goes back to... Uh, they make st- bigly steak sandwiches. I know. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> it wasn't my best Trump. I, I, do, I actually do a better Trump than that, but... We're going to make so many... <laughs> he's got a good voice i admit that you know since he since the the actual like you know campaigning is done like i feel like i've lost my trump man i was like able to like do it because i was hearing him every day and now i mean you still hear yeah, him i feel every that day, way yeah like, i feel that way too i feel that way too yeah i feel like if we were actually in the white house you and i like he'd be we're the type of guys who like he'd like 
like pat us on the head and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, funny. you know what I mean. Like, like, like you know, like our parents, like, our, like. I mean, I don't know how my parents feel. Your dad might actually be like, you know, I'm, I'm proud of my son. You know, you got a job in White House. He's going well. Like telling his his, his folks, like, I don't want my parents to know. My my mom might be a little like, she might be just happy I have a job. My dad might be like, you know, like <laughs> my mother would. would yeah, your probably mother probably wouldn't be cool with it, right? But, but uh, uh, I feel like yeah, if you, were, <laughs> yeah, from New York, I'm from, I'm from Queens, I'm from Flushing, and you'd be like, yeah, I'm from I'm from Cabo Hill, you know, I could uh, just like, oh, you're some good boys pitching you, oh, you disrespectful ass shit, and, like, <laughs> but it's like the type of shit you expect from a guy from his like from his background, like, of course. Oh. Like, you should talk to Jerry. We talk to yeah, my son. My son-in-law is a good guy. To talk to you about that, you know. Like, you're just like, dude. We'll <laughs> 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 talk to Jerry. Uh, <laughs> I love when you do my dad. Like, you've never met him before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you have like a different voice every time you do. <laughs> no, when you say like, "Oh, my dad's a blue collar," <laughs> like I just have this vision because it's like I, I just have this vision of it because I grew up. You know, I had you know friends like in elementary school and junior high school whose fathers were like that right and you know these are guys with like pickup trucks and like you know like, <laughs> like that definitely yeah but i just have this this vision of him just like 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 you know like because my, my uncle is also kind of like uh he was like a union guy and stuff and they, right. this kind of vision of like yeah you know like like you know they talk about their kids and just like oh like you know he's doing well he's doing okay you know like just kind of <laughs> proud of him about certain things you know what i mean and and if it's like the you know the, the higher the brand name you know what i mean like if you're at, if you're working at hbo they're definitely gonna be like, yeah he's doing these things at hbo i don't really ask him too much about it. i don't really know he does but it's like you know i'm really ha- or if you say the white house it's just like yeah he's got a, a white house job you know he, he, like, it's like and i could tell totally you bats him on the head everyone yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> real real disrespectful <laughs> real disrespectful pitches on the cheeks you know yeah, and yeah. says at a boy yeah, oh. yeah he throws around boy a lot yeah right <laughs> come on boys come here. <laughs> <I'll>, uh, <laughs> i don't even know i can't even do it I know. go uh, hit the links uh, maybe you guys uh, come uh, caddy for me everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> get you onto the uh, course it's the only way you'll get there anyway yeah. Anyhow, um, what else is there? <laughs> I don't know, man. Was that was a good episode. Yeah. Uh, that was. Do we got anything else? Is this the end? I can't think of anything else. I think man. it's the end. All right. The end is near. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I went and moved into some Sinatra. Uh. All right. All right. Uh, we'll see you, you uh, soon. Shifters, ladies. Shifters. Shifters. Yeah. All right. All right.